Joe, you know what a great little snack I've been doing lately? And I bring these to lunch, and I just had them when I got home from work today. Help me out. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, those uh, ramen noodles. Dude, Hundo had one of those the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I eat so many of them, and they're so good. <laughs> uh, the kimchi <clears throat> ones, or? Yeah, the kimchi flavor. Nice spicy kimchi. Oh, they make different ones. They make uh, um, imitation beef flavor, imitation chicken flavor. Oh, well, what one do you like? I like the kimchi. Yeah, kimchi's pretty good. Nice and spicy. Let's do word for word, Jer. Welcome back to the open road odd. That's actually probably really easy for me to edit because now I'll know right at the beginning how to cut it together. Welcome to the Open Road <laughs> Podcast. This is Jeremy Trying over to make here. It really smooth. <laughs> and Calvin over here. Uh, we're here to help you find more adventure in your everyday. Uh, we have a fun episode coming up for you today. I had um, I had an everyday adventure that led to this episode. So this is like real time. Your host doing it, preaching. I mean, practicing what he's preaching and having an adventure. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk with Texas King uh, in uh, in a couple of minutes. But uh, so I, I purposely didn't really ask you any questions about this because yeah. I wanted to hear it firsthand on air. Yeah. So it, it was actually really fun. Um, we I think we've played Texas King's music like way back. And yeah, they were we they were. Yeah, we did on the podcast. And we were recording. They were recording. We they were recording a new album. And so I was talking with Jordan, who's uh, mm-hmm. an old friend of ours from our camp days, and saying, hey, when the album's ready, we'd love to promote it. We'd love to chat with you. And so they were touring across Canada, and they were kind of coming pretty close by to where I'm at, uh, St. Catharines. And they said, dude, you should come down to St. Catharines. We'll record a podcast from the van, and you can come see a show. And, and it was a Wednesday night. And so what did I do? I said yes, and I had that adventure. What better to do on a Wednesday night, really? Really? I know. It was it was so, actually perfect. My first question and my my interest is what's the van like? Oh my goodness. This is just the perfect scene to paint. So for this interview that you're gonna hear in just a few minutes, just imagine a I think it I think it was a Ford Econo line. So a white Ford oh, sweet. Yeah, like a white Ford band van. And you get in, and it is band van central. The back seats are taken out, and all the music gear is out of it, so it's kind of empty. But then on the back seat, it was literally piled to the roof with backpacks and clothes and everything that four guys in a small van have, all their possessions. On the dashboard, just plastered with stickers. It was amazing. Underneath the seat was uh, two, four of tall boys that some brewery gave them along the road. And, you know, the seats were ripped. And surprisingly, I'll give these guys credit. It smelled pretty good in there. Oh, really? Yes. And like fast food bags or not really? You think they got it fairly well cleaned out? It was, you know, so they had just come off their cross Canada road show and they had stopped briefly at home on their way through to this next show. And so mm. I think that they had probably done a bit of a clean and there was also Some laundry, you know, they had seen one of the moms and so she had made them the, the homemade bits and bites. So those were in there. Oh, um, yes. And I was very grateful to, to have some of those shared with me, but it was, you know, it was the perfect band van scenario where 
you know, some people would say that was, you know, an atrocious, gross van. And yet at the same time, it was not that at all. It was perfect. It was everything you'd hope it would be. And we gathered around the Zoom recorder and we hung out and we talked and we just lived the life. It was great. Um, I have questions, but I don't want to like double up over the interview here. Okay, well, ask so, them, and I'll and I'll stop you if it'll double up. I'm just curious about like where they've been so far and where they're going and where they're like where they are along the um, itinerary of the tour. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new with this interview. I'm gonna cut it up, bring their music in, so people can get a flavor. But I, so I can tell you okay. that they just went across Canada. They were in the last five shows of their tour ending with a hometown show in London, which they recently had. And from the photos on Instagram, looked like it was an absolutely fantastic show to a packed house. An and, absolute Yeah. And, and this got me thinking about the adventure that is live music, and especially some of these low-key indie shows where it's not like, oh, I'm at a stadium seeing Taylor Swift. But this is where you can actually meet people and chat mm-hmm. with the artists. And that was one thing that was so great about this show is just hanging out with these guys, meeting some people. Um, if you remember, we played music from another band called 11 North and their lead singer was there. So I got to meet him in person. Right. Um, so that was really cool. And actually this past weekend, I went to another live show. My buddy messaged me on Friday night, said, Hey, I got tickets to the counterparts home show tomorrow night. I didn't even know this was happening cause it was announced so late. And or I went do they to have a new album. Uh, they're touring on an album right now. Counterparts. Um, that's fairly new i think it came out in september um and they're just one of my favorite hardcore bands and so it was so amazing to get a text saying hey your favorite band's going to be in your backyard tomorrow want to come i have a ticket for you and so that show was just so good too just to rock out to all those favorite band when you don't even know they're in town well it was a secret show secret show the reason i didn't know is because i wasn't on social media that day so i'm not going to take your i'm not going to take your chirps (laughs) I didn't see their tweets and their Instagrams, which is how these things, which is how these things get announced these days. So anyway, that that was, you know, the adventure of live music is great. And we've had some great adventures of live shows. Oh, I just think it's a blast year. Yeah, I I really do. Who's on your Um, list of uh, bands to see? Like ultimate bands to see? Kind of. Yeah, because you don't really get out much because you live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, like, I, I, I love going to hardcore shows with you, but, I mean, as far as, like, bands I would like to see before I die, um, I'd love to see The Killers. Yep. I think that would be fantastic, and I'd love to see Jack White, who's one of my favorite artists. I knew that was going to be one of yours. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, yep. that's pretty much all I got right now. Also, Fetty Wap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga. Well, that would be fantastic, I think, too. Like you know what? I would actually like to go to one of those shows one day. Like I've one never of these been to like a big massive like productions, and yet yeah. I do not want to pay two hundred dollars for that. I am used to paying no. twenty five bucks to catch some of the best live music, in my opinion, mm. for me. And so I would just have so much trouble paying that for. I don't no, know. I'm, one I'm of right there with things. the chair. But I don't know. Maybe one day we'll we'll have that adventure together. Well, I mean, if we the thing is, I think, Jerry, if we keep it up with these smaller bands as they grow, I think maybe that's our in for like, you know, maybe a ticket discount or a van hang in the future. Yeah. You know, that we're yeah. planting the seeds early here. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah, we are. That's a good that's a good point. We should do that with some more folks. Mm hmm. All right. We should get to the top of these guys. Absolutely. Should we get to this interview? Yeah. I'm, I, let's, let's do it. All right. Let's go. Wake up. Everybody's waiting. 
All right, this is Jeremy here uh, on the Open Road Podcast, and I am literally in Texas King's van. We are at the warehouse in St. Catharines. I took off work a little bit early to book it down here to hang out with you guys. Thanks for thanks for letting me come and hang out. Man, thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, this it's is been a long time. I know it's been a very long time. Um, why don't you? Let's. I mean, let's just quickly go around, introduce yourselves, and then uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about how the tour has been going so far. Jordan and I play guitar and sing. I'm Melvin, playing drums. I'm Phil, I play bass. And I'm Colin, and I play guitar and sing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome. We uh, It's our first time doing a full coast-to-coast run. We've done <clears throat> East Coast before and obviously done Ontario many, many times. Yep. But uh, this is our first time doing the full the full haul. So, Did you find you kind of had some fans as you went around the country? Because you guys just put out your first CD, yeah? Yeah, we actually had uh, one really surprising experience yeah. we went to. We were playing in Calgary at the Blind Beggar. Yeah. And uh, we had some friends and family out that, like, we all kind of knew. Nice. Which was cool, and like, for your first time in a new city. But uh, we actually had a group of three girls from Moose Jaw, was it? Medicine Hat. Medicine, Medicine Hat. Hat. Oh, yeah. Three girls from Medicine Hat drove all the way there to come. Wow. Yeah. It was, like, a long, treacherous drive, too. Yeah, like, that was so cool. So we got to hang out with them afterwards. Nice. And then we hit them up because we are going to try and play a house show party at their place oh, on the yeah. way home. Nice. <laughs> I guess you have a lot of freedom to do kind of whatever you want as you're traveling around, yeah? Uh, yes and no. I mean, like, there's obviously, you got a little itinerary to stick to. Yeah. Make sure you're at all the shows and radio spots on time. But yeah. uh, Radio spots, how'd you get those? Yeah. Um, we, uh, we had our, we moved our song with... Uh, a radio tracker. The company's called RPM. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just worked with them to push it, and they were awesome. Got us a lot of good opportunities. Mm. Got to do the radio thing across the country while we were touring, and we got to, uh, uh, we got spun on a bunch of new stations that, uh, across Canada that we've never nice. been played on. And I mostly just got picked up locally in London, FM 96, and Toronto, 102 The Edge. Yeah, I was going to say, well, tell me a little about that, because I saw on your Instagram you were being played on 1021 The Edge, and that's not like a tiny radio station. That's like the alternative indie radio station in Toronto, which is the biggest city in our country. So, Jordan, on one hand, you're saying, yeah, we're just like this little tiny indie outfit who's just traveling around in our white van, and yet you can get on 1021. Like, how does all that work, or what, like, am I missing some connection here? Well... We've been fortunate, actually, like, we've been getting some major love, like, 102.1, like you said, is one of the bigger stations totally. in Canada, and it's kind of cool to be in rotation there, because it's kind of like a trend-setting station, like, of a lot of other stations might follow suit, Yeah. so we're hoping to see our song continue to get <clears throat> rotation at other stations in other parts of the country. What's the song that they're they're playing right now? Boomerang's the one that we have cycling. Right and that's now. that's the main is that the main single off the album? Yeah, that's the lead single. So like the first one we decided yeah. to, we all got together and talked about it and decided that was like the best one to go with. That's a good track. Also, and one it, or two point one, the edge like recommended. Yeah. That we picked that song. Oh really? And they actually had a couple of mix tips too. They were like interesting. Make the course pop a bit more, which we like got done by our master and mix guys in London, Rob and Dan, and then. So who would have listened? So someone yeah, obviously listened to the whole thing at 1021, and then like, oh, this is the track, and then they said, all right, we need 
give us a couple tweaks and it'll be that much better? Yeah, like our radio tracker, Mike Rice, brought it into the station and that's what they said. And huh. They brought that info back to us. Interesting. And then we like did it and we were happy with it too. Like, wouldn't we say that? Mm-hmm. So, oh man, there's there's a lot of information there that's really interesting to me. Um, yeah, so who, like, who do you reach out to at a radio station? How do you get? I'm sure like thousands of people are sending songs into the radio. No. Yeah. Like, how do you get noticed, or how do, how does that even like how do you even start that process? Well, it it is a lot easier, I think, if you have someone, uh, who, like like a radio tracker, like it's their, it's like it's it's they make their living off of getting bands uh, right. played on radio and getting their, right. their songs into rotation. So I think if if you can link up with a radio tracker um, and have their team get behind your single. Automatically, I think you have a way bigger shot uh, at at least having them open the email and, and right. check out the track, and then from there, like, you know, it's no, it's no guarantee you still might not get added to a single station. Right. But uh, at least you know that they're gonna take it seriously and open the email and 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 who you pick and who you go with too, like, has a lot to do with it because they, they kind of go by their track record, right? So if this radio guy brought in the, the last thing he brought in was a huge hit, yeah. They're, they're going to respect him and they're going to, you know, take his word uh, a little more seriously than if you just write in and you're just like, hey, I'm in a band. I think my band's really good. Right, listen che- to my thing. Yeah, check out my song. <laughs> yeah. They get hundreds of those emails. Yeah, I'm sure. A day. Easily hundreds of those emails. Yeah. So, um, if Boomerang's the track that's uh, spinning right now, why don't, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? I mean, it's kind of a cliche question to ask, like, what, you know, what's the song about? What, what, what? what were you thinking about when you wrote it and then uh we'll for sure play it on this episode so people will kind of be able to hear that one absolutely but um why don't you just share a little bit about uh kind of the story behind the song okay well this song is a song i wrote kind of about do you hate that question when people ask that or is that like no i think it's as a fan of music too whenever i hear interviews of bands i look up to explaining the song i like it okay so if someone likes my band and likes our songs and stuff then if they want to hear, hear it explained, <laughs> better just to make the explanation available. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. <clears throat> Where was I? You were about to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I it's, interrupted you. <laughs> it's a song, Boomerang, is a song about like action and reaction. So you do something, and then obviously there's going to be like effects from that, right? Consequences, if you will. Yep. And it's kind of like when you throw a boomerang like that's the first action but then like the next thing that's going to happen is the boomerang's going to come back around yep right at you so you want to know like where you're throwing it and you want to know where where it's at because uh, it's coming back around and might hit you in the head
that first album, you can never take it back. What's it What's it like kind of having that out in the world? I mean, it's pretty cool. It's getting radio play and stuff like that. But what's that feeling? It's, it's out there. The world has it. Yeah, well, the whole process of the album was to take you through it. Like, we started recording it ourselves in Phil's basement. Phil's like a... Feels like a masterful engineer. Yeah. As well, it's like if he wasn't in this band, he'd probably be working in the studio. Full Is he time. as good an engineer as uh, as our Juno award-winning writer here? <laughs> oh, he's way better at engineering than Colin. Is it right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that was just a joke. But um, I'm literally not an engineer. So. <laughs> um, so we started recording it ourselves and we were kind of like running into a little bit of like, you know, four creative guys in a, in a basement. Yep. Kind of running into a little bit of like bumping heads a little. Sure. So we decided to bring in, we decided to stop recording it ourselves, go to a real studio yep. and get a real producer, like a fifth, fifth set of ears and someone to kind of like lay down the hammer. Were, was that a good process for you? Yeah, for sure. Really like, we learned a lot of things. Like we did some cool stuff ourselves, recording guitars, like with blends and like different amps, and yeah. we got cool tones. Um, we did a lot of like stripping down drum parts and like making things just more simple and like steady and like crisp. But then at the end of the day, it was like also the best choice to go with the producer and do it at the studio. I think. Yeah, like, he, he was actually a professor of ours, a producer. Okay. His name's Dan Broadbeck. He's a great guy. Hey, yeah. Dan. And uh, so he was, like, kind of, like, someone we'd always, like, after being in class with him and stuff, we were always kind of like, man, he's really cool. Like, Shoot the breeze with that. It'd be like. sweet to, like, work with him. And then he was down. Nice. So nice. It worked out. That's cut great. us a deal, too, which was oh, super okay. chill. That's always nice. Yeah, and Phil, Phil had also worked with him before. Right? Yeah, just, like, I, I used to... Um, I used to intern at the studio that we ended up recording this record. Okay. And uh, Dan was always in there uh, working on band, so I kind of was an intern and kind of like a little <laughs> unassistant sort of to a lot of the sessions he was on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like getting to see him work and like I, like I really admire him and like obviously then having class with him. Uh, it kind of just became like a pretty obvious choice. I think we had a couple of guys we were sort of talking about, but... Uh, like a the comfort level was there because we all already knew him. Yeah, and like he loves Phil too. It's like <laughs> it's a son he never had. <laughs> nice. And, well, that's uh, great if you work yeah. closely with him. And I think as you're in the studio, that's pretty important to have that comfort level to be able to oh, try so new chill. things. To you know have someone who's interested in your sound, but also the success of the record and can yeah. see the picture. The other thing that's great about Dan, like, even for me, I'm not, like, much of a virtuoso or anything, but, like, him and Colin, when they, like, they're both, like, great players, and so it was, like, maestro and maestro, like, working <laughs> together, and, like, he really had a lot of, like, tips for me and, like, things that when I did, it was just, like, sweet. He played a bunch of guitar and stuff on a record, too, yeah. and it, like, it all sounds sweet. And when that comfort level is there, you're fine to give the guy the guitar to play on the record. You're like, we Take want, it. together, we want to make the best... The best record possible. It's your guitar, I said. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I promise that I won't buy you flowers. I probably won't remember your name. I told you I've been drinking for hours. I'm just too high from the pain. But it's like I'm going insane.
Jordan, some of my early memories with you were back from 2008, and that's right when I was turning 18. And so when we turned 18, we're like, oh, well, we got to go to Quebec because, you know, you can have a, have a legal beer when you're 18 there. Or and, 15. Oh, no, that never happened. <laughs> and and then also on my birthday, it was Warp Tour Montreal. So I'm like, okay, this is like the perfect, um, uh, what's it called, recipe for a road trip. So I hopped in uh, my parents' Mazda MPV and we drove out to Montreal, and it was me, uh, Mike Chang, Will, and Ethan Dorian. Beautiful and group. A wonderful crew. And d- I, that was such a fun time. I remember, like, Alexis on Fire, we saw them. Attack Attack was just blowing up, that hilarious band. Yeah. Under Oath was, <laughs> remember uh, you remember band? Attack yeah. Attack? Uh, Under Oath, uh, like, lights. obviously, Lights was there. Garbage I, bags. Man, it was really, really good. Um, and your family has a cottage kind of out there. Yeah, like an hour out of Montreal. And so, we, you were, were you already up there? I was up there at the cottage, and Mike was like, "Yo, we're we're coming to Montreal to go to Warp." Yeah. Want to come? And I was like, "Yeah." And we had planned to like stay at, at a camping site, and uh, so we had set up our tent in the morning. We got oh, went yeah. to Warp tour for the day, and the whole day just absolutely poured. And so we got back to our tent, and it was our mattress was literally floating. floating. It was literally there were literally four inches of water in our tent, and we were like, "We cannot stay here." And so. That's when we called you, or we were still with you. I don't really yeah, know. I was still there, but but remember, I was just gonna like come to the campsite, yeah, and then like get back to like my dad was com- gonna come get me in the morning, yeah, or something like that. But then like we had to go there, and then yeah, and then so then we all went to uh, Jordan's cottage, which was really awesome. Yeah. Um, but what I particularly remember about that um, time was you sitting in front of your MacBook computer. And you had your little blue Yeti microphone and you were recording songs into it. And I was so fascinated by just the way you were recording with GarageBand. I was just getting into some video stuff. I was just starting to get into that. And you really kind of inspired me in that moment to start recording and to start messing around with all the tools that were just becoming available to the masses. Like you were right on the front edge of that. Yeah, man. I remember like when... I was always using, like, my dad's Toshiba computer and, like, yeah. downloading these, like, stupid, like, recording programs that didn't work. All I wanted was GarageBand. All I wanted was GarageBand. And when I got GarageBand, man, I kid you not, I would spend hours, like, after school, I'd come home at lunch, I would just, like... Dude, 100%, and I, right and I saw it. it. And I, I saw you, <laughs> I saw you, like, figuring out what sounded good, how to, like, get the best out of this this hilarious little blue snowball mic. <laughs> that mic was uh, sick. It was, yeah, well... It, recorded it, my whole EP on that. I know. Yes. I'm trying to think, like, so the song that, I don't know if this was part of that whole process, but your one of your earlier songs, Mary, I don't I don't know if one of the first demos was recorded with that, if it would have been, or if that would have been a little bit after, but I kind of put the, both of those things in my mind, at least seeing you in that room with that mic doing whatever you were trying to do, and then, like, just a little while later, having this really catchy tune that was, like, just pretty cool. So, what was that evolution like? Like, why did you spend so many hours in front of it, and, like, what makes you so passionate about music, and it's clearly been a passion that's been with you for at least 10-plus years? All right, yeah, good question. Like, for me, it's just, music's always been something, like, I'm kind of like a jittery guy, you know me, like, a little bit, like high strung or whatever you say and like it's like the place where I can like be calm and hmm. like focused and like all the things that I'm not in regular practice of life 
And, like, I've always kind of, like, felt like I was, like, good at music and stuff. Yep. So it's always been a safe place for me hmm. in that regard, too. Like, don't have to worry about, like, sucking. Because, <laughs> like, it sucks to suck at shit. <laughs> anyway, and, like, I just really found, like, I was able to, like, like you said, experiment with sounds and, like, see what sounded like what when you did this to it or that to it. Or, like, oh, let's take this, like, saxophone sound that comes with the program and, like, put it through a distortion pedal and, like, see how that sounds. It's, like, stuff like that that molded, like, the tones that I play with today, you know? It's, like... I mean, not exactly, but... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just... It's all come up to the point where I was starting to play acoustic because it was just me. Yep. And then, you know, you don't want to play with backing tracks. Right. And you don't want... But you need more sound, so then I was, like, I want a band, and I happened to go to school for music. Yep. Fanshawe College. What program were you in? Uh, MIA, Music Industry Arts. Okay. With all these, except for Melvin, Phil and Colin. Yeah. That's where Phil we met. Collins. Phil Collins. <laughs> and yeah, it's been great. Like, we played our first show at the London Music Club. We'll never forget it. We probably sucked, actually, but to us, we felt like it sounded amazing. <laughs> well, and I... And we had such a good time. And yeah. we've been doing it since, I don't know. Never really used to climb this high, no. Didn't like the feeling, no. When I was young, I was a cautious little guy. That's not appealing, no. But then you grow up faster than you'd ever know. And you feel so far, far away from home. You turn to something else to get you through it. But it turns out something else ain't good for you. You're waiting on tomorrow, tomorrow, everything will be forgotten, I'll be fine, yeah, I'll be fine, oh. But Edmonton was, I personally really, oh, really, yeah. really enjoyed Edmonton. That was a lot of fun. We got there and the promoter was amazing. Nice. Yeah, um, JFK. JFK, yeah, John Kennedy. Yeah, he really made that night special for us. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, he was the most hostly promoter. Yeah. He had his out. Beers, green room, shower, towels. Come on. And, and, and most of all, a good time. Yeah, he was, he was, he was a great time. Shots of, <laughs> of uh, Jagger. Where was that in, sorry? Edmonton. In Edmonton. The Needle. Very interesting that you say that. We, we did a cross-Canada road trip in our big RV. And one of the best towns we ever, well, one of the, yeah, one of our greatest hospitable experience was also in Edmonton. Um, basically, we were, as we were traveling, we were doing random acts of kindness and some radio station kind of got wind of what we were doing and they invited us down and they said, every, whatever night it is, we go and we do an event at this bar downtown. You guys should come. And they just comped our whole meal, all of our drinks. And it's just this like really, these like two radio hosts were just like so nice and um, had us on their show for like a whatever a six minute spot on their morning show and took us out yeah, and I was just like, the podcast Man. And stuff? we didn't have the podcast back then the the first road trips are kind of what sparked us doing the podcast because we didn't, weren't doing any more trips so we just wanted to talk about it <laughs> just talk about all our old adventures but um, yeah the, the, I think the people in Edmonton are awesome 
Yeah, it's, it's it's cool. Like some of the people you meet, and uh, and like John, that promoter in Edmonton, uh, like he found out that we had a day off the next day. Yep. And uh, he was just like, "Oh, like I haven't, I have a rock show happening here tomorrow. Like, do you guys want to just stick around, stick around and Very hop cool. on and open the show? Oh, play, no play way again." And we're like, "Yeah, sure." So like we got to we played two nights in a row. That's uh, great in Edmonton. Got to open up a sweet show the next day, and so yeah. nice. Do you have any? thoughts on how you know the people who aren't doing what you guys are doing people who are working a nine to five kind of maybe stuck in a, in that grind a little bit how they can add some more adventure to the things that they're doing anyone have any thoughts on that uh, it's that's a hard one because melvin probably actually has a little bit to say about that yeah i don't know like if you it depends like if your nine to five is something you're passionate about yep. um, and you love it and you get to stay at home and 9 to 5 that's just your gig That then that's awesome but if you're at a 9 to 5 and you hate it you, you should probably yourself? yeah and you like you're just miserable I don't know one th- one thing to do is like just start taking walks after um, after work that gets the brain flowing and you never know what idea you'll come across on a walk like I've had some life-changing things happen on a walk like man I gotta start doing videos I gotta start hustling I gotta start playing more drums (laughs) and then the next thing you know you're across Canada you're back on the road again interesting so like you gotta really know what you like and what you want to do and yeah just work as hard as you can Man, you just inspired me. (laughs) Like, holy. I just got goosebumps. Dude, you got to do something with your life, man. What are you doing? In a band on the road? You got to do something crazy. (laughs) Yeah, man. I I wish I had a recording of that to play every morning when I woke up. I'll give it to you, man. I'm recording all of it. Podcast going. I am literally recording. Good thing it's all recorded. I literally just thought we were hanging out for a minute. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's what some of the best the best podcasting is. Um, That kind of brings me to the end. You just pulled me out of the conversation with that. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. I'm in your head. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all fun stuff. I was just, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of bringing us to the end-ish of uh, kind of my formal, more more formal questioning. Any um, any other things you guys want to kind of share with your fans or the people that might be listening to this? All right, a couple things you guys got to know. It's time to whip out your phones and uh, follow us on Instagram. Right now. Pull them out. Okay, right now. Let's do it. Okay, Give open you up my phone. Live time. All right. So. Unlocked and Instagram is open. I clicked search on the button, search. magnifying glass at the bottom, second widget in. Okay. Everyone knows it. You're going to type in Texas King Band. Texas King Band. Lowercase, all one word. Okay. Oh, there. You came up. Should I click there? Yep. Click it. There's yep. a big blue button that says follow. Yeah. What you're gonna do is just smash that button. Okay, but it looks like you guys don't follow everybody back. How? What? what I don't want to mess up my ratio, man. Gotta keep a clean ratio. Okay, you. Okay, we're, I got we're it, the ones in it. charge here. Okay, so if I have a really cool account, will you follow me back? We'll follow back the podcast account for All sure. Right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Also, Jeremy, I must say, if you make a cooking account, I will endorse <laughs> it. I will, for free, market it. <laughs> I've, I've debated Your kitchen it. is so nice. I've been debated making uh, at Chef Jer, so I don't know if it's something that people would love. But. We've decided that you're doing it. <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks for your uh, vote of support there, Jordan. 
Um, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, this was a fun conversation. I enjoyed it. Um, we're about to head in and uh, and play a show. What do you? What's your guys' pregame? Like, what do you? Uh, is, or is this it? You're looking at it. A couple beers in the back of the van. This is this is really pleasant, but there's nothing. There's no like crazy ritual or anything. No, we don't huddle or put our hands in or anything like that. You just go. Sometimes I give like a slurred, a slurred little pep talk to the boys with a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> Say let's rip it like it's Lee's Palace on a packed out, night. sold out yeah, Lee's yeah. Palace. Sometimes I paint a picture for the boys. Nice. Does Jordan paint a pretty good picture for you guys, or should yeah, he, or should he do like that more? Should he paint better pictures? Yeah, no, it's great to picture Lee's Palace rammed. <laughs> just think about that. Like you know how some people think about people naked, so they settle down. Yes. We just think about ten thousand naked people. <laughs> At least palace. <laughs> At least palace. Awesome. Well, Texas King, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for uh, this was a great everyday adventure for me. That's what this podcast is about. Nice man. Take a Thursday night, get out of town. Also, can I give one tip to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. If you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs and you're going to make dinner, why don't you go out back, dig a little fire pit, get some rocks around the fire pit, get a grill piece, and cook your meal over the fire, see how it goes. What if I live in the city, Jordan? Get an old tire rim? Those rules are pretty much, yeah. Get something to enclose it with. Yeah. Great. Or dig a deeper hole. (laughs) (laughs) Or go to the roof of your building. Yeah. Yeah, like, just get the flames going. Have you guys been doing some open fire cooking on the road? Uh, no. No, but Jordan's made some wicked, wicked things so far. Like what? Uh, well, he did a really good bacon and egg Ooh. Uh, the other day. You guys have um, a cook stove or how'd you do it? <clears throat> just in the kitchen. And wherever I go, I bring my cast iron skillet. Ooh. So it doesn't really matter where the heat's coming from. It'll place it evenly throughout the iron. And Amen. just give a nice even cook. Amen. You want to be a guest on Chef Jerry's Kitchen? Oh, bro. I was going to ask you that <laughs> off, <laughs> off tape, but please, could I? Uh, Can yeah, we do it absolutely. over the fire? Absolutely. I have a little fire pit in my backyard. It's That's all we need. Awesome. Build up some coals over a couple cold pine pursuits. You got it. Thanks, That's Texas King. Um... You guys have like a team cheer or anything like to like wrap this thing up with? Like a one, two, three, hoo ha. Motto, just a motto. What's your motto? In everything you do and everything you think, everywhere you go, the people that you meet, just always try, strive and strive Mm. to be funny, cool, and chill. (laughs) Amen. Straight from the words of Jordan McDonald. Thank you guys. We'll chat soon. Thanks for having us, man. All right, thanks, gents from uh, Texas King for the not, Texas Kings. Not only you know making some time, telling me to go on an adventure, but they also gave us a physical copy of the CD for both Calvin. No way! And yep, we got it right here. Wait, I, I actually got two: one for me and one for eBay. So if you want to vote on, I'm a bit uh, on it. <laughs> <dang> it. <laughs> um. So anyway, Calvin, I'll, I'll give you that next time I see you. But all right. But seriously, you. go go and stream their album wherever you like to stream your music. It's called Circles. Um. I just find some of these tracks really fun, really fun tracks on the album and uh, catchy and uh, poppy, but also, you know, heavy and rocky. I don't know. How would you how would you describe it? Kind of like maybe like Southern rock. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, however you want to pigeonhole an album. I thought it was really fun. It's fun to listen to. And the energy that these guys have on stage is just so infectious and um jordan their front man is like a pretty tall guy and he is a 
big presence, and I love that. I love that in a front man. They, right, right. They, and they put on a good show. We really own it. I had um I had a fun conversation with their drummer, and he has played in like so many bands in the scenes. Get this, he's played in highs. No way. Yeah, he's played in highs. highs. He's, he's played in like abandon all ships, and so he played in a bunch oh. of the hardcore bands from the Kitchener scene. So like we're yep. just having having a drink, talking, and so much of this fun stuff is coming out. Go to a show, you'll have fun. So, Jer, I mean, um, it's no surprise. The Christmas season is upon us. It's around the corner, isn't it, Calvin? It really is. It really is. So, I mean, we thought it'd be fun to go over, um, you know, every year. I, I, I kind of got into the season. I like buying gifts. You I, do. I think it's fun. I think it's a big accomplishment to, like, buy a gift for someone that you, you really get that sense of accomplishment where you really nailed it. Ooh. My wife thought it'd be a fun idea. She listens to a lot of these ladies podcast and she said oh you know what you should get you guys should do a holiday gift guide of some stuff you guys think is you know on point for the season and i thought that's great let's do that today which is maybe being released the day before christmas <laughs> we're not sure yeah like where so we're sitting right now we're like super if... <laughs> last minute ideas if you have totally bombed this season and you are ready to just go into the closet and find an old uh work shirt um this is for you we're here to help that guy or gal or gal. But you, you, yeah, you, we have all been there. We have all been in that position, oh, and it it's is a heart sinking feeling nightmare. And even where we're sitting today, we're getting dangerously close to that date. So when this podcast come out, people who are listening to this are either going to be super stressed out. So hopefully, it's somewhere to help. And if you've already got your stuff done, you're going to be like, oh, "I'm so happy I'm not in that position." But here, so, here's our little life- gift, gift guide. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just going to say one more thing. Like your oh, yeah. little chirp to me that I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in some sense, I do live in the middle of nowhere, Jer, because, I mean, we just buy everything online. Like, ah. we, buy, we buy groceries online, Amazon Prime, we, and like food, we buy all our baby crap, anything we want, we just buy it online, paper towel, toilet paper. And so what, what I'm saying is, that's how I did the majority of my Christmas shopping, but now we're in this weird thing where it's like, we're still like two weeks until Christmas where, while we're recording this, but it's almost too late. Yes. Like that's not that's not a viable option anymore. Yes. So for this gift it, guide, it's not going to be yeah. anything you can get online because it will not new. arrive. No, 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 no. Can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Cal, what do you uh, what do you recommend that is a great gift that uh, last minute you can get for someone you love? This is hard for a lot of reasons, but I'm just trying to think of like, what would I really like? And a lot of this is knowing your audience. Who are you buying for? Ooh, and uh, Great tip. Great tip. So in my, in my thing right now, like I'm really into snacking and we were just talking earlier, Jared, <laughs> like where like, I've really been into those little, like really bad for you, but those little ramen packets. Who isn't, who but, doesn't love them? If you say you don't love them, you're lying. You're lying. And I eat a lot of those. And okay. like, I would just love like a good sixty pack of those. Sixty pack a crate, or, or uh, yeah, like yeah, like get a case of those for someone. Oh, like they'll love it. That is a great idea. Yeah, like like a case of assorted ramen. Oh, that's a great gift. It feels great because when you have that many, you're not afraid just to start eating them. Right. You know yeah. when you get like say a really nice bottle of wine, you're like, well, when am I ever gonna drink this? If you gave someone a case of wine. It's like, wow, now I have wine that I am more than content to drink over the next however long. If I want a bottle of wine, I got one right here. If I need to give yep. one away, I got one right here. That's a good gift, case of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that was that led in beautifully. <laughs> 
And I like how late it took you to catch on to that, too. <laughs> Holy smokes, I'm just setting myself up. Wait, 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 wait. Calvin set myself up. I set myself up, slammed it down. Uh... But wine is a great gift. I got wine last year in a white elephant gift exchange. Yep. It's amazing. So, Calvin, nice what, bottle of wine. what is a white elephant gift exchange? And do you have one coming up? And what would you do for it? <laughs> white elephant gift exchange. I, be- I'm, I believe, Jared, it's I'm, the only thing I'm not sure about what you do is I don't think you get it for a specific person in the group. I think you just no. get a generic gift. Is you that do. right? Yes, that's correct. Generic gift goes under the tree. And I think we all understand how this works. You grab one, open it. And then the next person can either steal it or pick a new one from the tree. Yep. And then some people will make rules around how many times can an item be stolen in a round and blah, blah, blah. Because there's usually a hot item like an iPod. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, dear. So there usually maybe is a hot item. Like in in the one I was, it was that bottle of wine. That was a hot item. Really? Usually they're kind of dud gifts. So, Um, because A, because there's a usually around a $20 limit. Yep. And then B, because no one knows who they're buying for, they just get a box of chocolates. Right. Now, it's interesting to do that. You're like, you have one coming up with work, correct? Should we talk about this? You hit us with it. So I have one coming up for work. I literally just found this out today that we do like a work party. So like 50 people. And there is like, so after the dinner or lunch or whatever, there is a white elephant gift exchange. But it's instead of buying like something with a dollar value limit, it's bring something from home. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, like not only are you excited for what trinket you're going to find, you're more than excited for what everybody else is going to bring. I know. <laughs> yeah. So that, I did... Oh, it's so good. You know, I've, I've always actually had pretty good luck with the white elephant. We do one with my um, my dad's extended family. So aunts, uncles, cousins. and Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's not... A super high limit, but there's usually some pretty good stuff there. And people typically follow the mantra, like, again, what you said, I'm going to get something that at the very least I want. Because if all other gifts are a dud, then I will be able to steal my own gift back. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> my knowledge of your dad's family is that they go fairly all out with things. So give me a little example here of what the gifts are. Um, one that was pretty cool one year was like one of those little remote control helicopters. Oh, that's wicked. Which when you get a pretty high quality one is actually pretty fun and pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be um, so fun inside. There's usually like, there was one time like this really, really nice birdhouse. So like that's a quality gift. Mailbox um, birdhouse or just straight up birdhouse? Uh, yeah, it was like a four stacked three mailboxes and one birdhouse on top. No, uh, wow. I, don't, I don't know. That's amazing. Um, no, it's just a birdhouse. Um, an example would be like a nice gift basket with like, uh, popcorn, Pringles, some pops, and then like a $25 movie card, like to oh, the, wow. to the yeah, movies. So you get a bunch of good snacks and then a gift card to the movie. So gift cards What's start the, to get uh... mixed in, but it's, it's pretty good actually. Whose idea was it to get the garbage can of popcorn? <laughs> Who started that out? Dude, that is hilarious that you say that. One literally arrived at my work today that someone's a garbage can. A garbage can full of popcorn that someone yeah. like don't like gave us a gift to our office. It was hilarious. They're hilarious. <laughs> Where did you see one? I just like all growing up, like I feel like we used to have one around the house at Christmas time. That's really funny. Garbage no, this was popcorn. that's funny because this was the first time I had ever seen one. Um oh. okay, so so that's a white elephant. Those are some gift ideas for that. Um something from the house is incredible um <laughs> yeah that is but we kind of we kind of got away from gifts from someone you for, for someone you love. Right. should we get back yeah. to that what do you think yeah we really should i mean so i don't know i again because i buy everything online 
Um, I don't know if this is like a last minute availability, but I'll throw it out there. Yeah. I bought like a whole bunch of those Tracker Bravos. Yeah. And I'm going to hand them out individually. Yeah, thanks, and I thanks that for doing that great, for me. I thought that was a great gift. You're totally welcome. Um, because, uh, A, it's, some people are just really hard to buy for. Yes. And you know they kind of kind of have everything. So this is kind of a bit of a, like a, how do I, maybe like kind of like a shallow gift where it's like literally just a thing for the for thing's sake. Yeah, but, but it's that's kind of okay. fun. Sometimes that's okay, and sometimes you just got to do it. You know, if you're in a family situation where they're just a gift kind of family, yep. you got to do that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, I think and a tracker is one of those things you attach to your keychain, and then the app will find it, and it'll beep exactly. if you lose yeah. your keys. Yeah, I think those are great. I think some of those things that, um, you know, line up with what's current right now, you know, that's always pretty good. You know? Yeah. Um, it's funny. The thing that keeps coming to my mind is just to, like, tell everybody what the list my wife gave me was <laughs> like what do you thing, mean the things that she wants i'm like oh look at that for people if my wife wants it other people probably would want it <laughs> oh but you can't bust that well, actually you totally could well she wrote the list um so one thing that is super hot right now like oh my gosh so hot right now is an essential oil diffuser like come on those were hot last year jerry i think okay. you're almost a, you're almost a full year behind yeah but if someone doesn't have one uh, yeah, then it's like, oh, you don't have one? Are you an but, idiot? Or maybe it's like if you don't have one, you definitely don't want one. That's also true. I think you are you are right. If you are not on that train yet, you're probably not hardcore enough. And yet, they're still probably selling like hotcakes this Christmas season. So did um, you get one? Dude. No, I they're definitely selling a ton. Right I now. still have weeks, man. It's it's only – still... <laughs> no, I don't That's have true. one yet. Um, another thing that, uh, people, uh, you know, I think if you have a, a loved one who loves to cook, a cookbook is always a great physical gift. Mm. I mean, you can get a recipes online. Everybody knows that, but people still like the physical book and to make a little bit of a cookbook collection. Nobody browses recipes online. Cookbooks are so great because of, you can get ones with like fantastic, um, photography and then you just browse. You're going to read every page because yeah. there's probably something interesting on it. Yeah. You want to see what that picture is all about. Yeah. You're not going to get that online. No, you're not going to get that. Um, and then what was the other thing? Uh, again, this is probably, you already have this already. Some sort of, uh, wearable technology that like manages your fitness or, you know, all the wearables are hot right now. Wireless headphones, all that crap. Okay. And a hilarious gift that my <laughs> grandma will usually get my dad. So like his mother-in-law, yeah. which is pretty, a pretty hilarious gift exchange. I'm not sure if this has happened recently, but used to always be the Guinness world record book. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible gift. So it's good. Like, I did not want this, but like, yeah, there's something interesting in it for sure. Well, and the best part about that is like one time 10 years ago, the reaction was stellar. <laughs> Whoa, Guinness Book of World Records. This is awesome. Boom. Guaranteed you're getting it's that like, for the well, next 10 they years. They put one out every year. <laughs> Makes it easy. Um, I'm always a fan of the, uh, I'm always a fan of little experiences and things that are fun to do now. Like there's so many, wherever you are, I'm sure there's a craft brewery in your hometown. Get, get uh, a craft brew tour gift certificate or something like that. Or that's great too. And then they're usually bundled like the craft breweries, I friend are usually really good at doing little gifts, like yes. little like 20 to $50 gifts. So you can get like a little, um, you know, bundled up, you know, um, liter bottles, Something yeah. like that. And in fact, I growler. I was returning the keg from our Christmas party and I bought one of those while I was at a brewery. And I said, Oh, yeah, at the very least I would I would take this. It's, it's like a glass, a bottle opener, some other stuff and a little bit of beer. So 
Yeah, that's fantastic. So hopefully none of my relatives listen to this podcast or they'll know that that's uh, coming their way. Like that's what they're getting. That's what they're Last getting. Last year I spent like probably one hour and one half and I made a bunch of homemade Baileys for gifts, hmm. which was actually a pretty low commitment as far as time. Well, and you which guys is have, what we're talking about. You guys have always been good at that. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago getting um, home roasted coffee beans from you guys. That you that made. is also correct. Yeah, we roasted coffee one year in our old apartment, which like stank the entire apartment up so bad. Oh, I'm really sh- smoking. I'm sure. I'm sure. Good memories though. Yeah, fun fun times. You you and your wife Anyways, probably had fun there's doing that. Loads of like really good uh, those like homemade Irish cream recipes online. Interesting. And they're they're pretty easy to make, and it comes out to like. Like nine bucks a liter or something, which is so good for value. Can you give us the twenty second recipe? What'd you do? It's, it's almost like seeing how the sausage is made. It sounds very unappealing, right? But it's I think ninety percent sure it, it's heavy cream or like ten percent cream. I forget what percentage of cream it is. Okay. And then um, like a can of that Eagle Brand um, sweetened condensed milk. Yep. And then some sort of co- like espresso shot or instant coffee mix. Yep chocolate syrup vanilla and then like a whole bunch of jameson so you and then put like jameson in it yeah as the or you can put whatever kind of whiskey the one i i had jameson um the other thing i like about that is i find that bailey's the brand bailey's isn't quite boozy enough so you can make this a little boozier what is the percentage on it uh, well if you make it at home you don't know well if it's like yeah, because you can do easily do the calculation where it's like if this is forty percent alcohol, and I'm my mix is whatever. Okay, but that's not what's happening. You yeah, just, like, no, no, no. Into taste. Yeah, no, I know that. I know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Don't give your secret recipe away. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Well, Calvin, I'm happy you could make your super boozy Baileys at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's a great gift. Uh, well, any other gifts? What are you hoping for for Christmas? Um, to be. To like, be honest, would I you like, like a nice, nice new pocket knife? No, I have two pocket knives right now. Yeah. That I, yeah, no, I don't need a new pocket knife. That's a great gift, though. If you have like a man in your life and he doesn't wear a pocket knife as his daily wear, uh, get him into that because it's super useful. Yo, you telling people to take arms? I'm armed every day. Are you armed every day? Absolutely not. Maybe I'm just a nervous person that I need to carry a six-inch blade on me at all times. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, dude. Are you a hostile work environment? Sometimes I just got a letter lot? I need to open <laughs> right now. Uh, okay, what, what else do we got? A couple more, and then let's get out of here. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. Wireless headphones are, I think, an awesome gift. I'm I li- secretly hoping to get a pair for I already Christmas. Said that. But you didn't already say that. Yeah, when I was talking about wearables, then I lumped all that in. Oh, you did talk about that. But this highlights the importance, so well done. Yeah, no, that, and if anyone's listening, it hasn't got me anything. <laughs> uh, what do you think of, like, the socks, the underwear, the new, like, hair product? Like, if you got a new, like, nice quality, like, hair clay or something like that. That's. I asked for a hair product for Christmas, so I'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm not too picky about that kind of stuff. Um, sorry, the hair goo. I am picky about socks and underwear. So, um, but I think I usually do get some for Christmas and I usually like it because I think the people that buy it for me know the ones that I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So it's a, to be honest here, it's a gamble. It seems easy. It's not that easy. Yeah. Do you, th- this got me thinking a little bit. Do you have like 
a philosophy on giving or like we talked a little bit about how sometimes there's these people who like it's just a gift for gift's sake and do you like get caught up in the season spend too much money or like do you have a philosophy on like 100 generosity at the season or anything like that um i'm trying to think of maybe a quote you said earlier in our podcasting careers but i'm gonna try and link it into this if there's like I just like that there's kind of the opportunity to proactively give and mm. that's the whole attitude and I like when there's that communal attitude of giving. Hmm. So um, no, of course it's not necessary and of course it is getting caught up in the season but um, I just, I think it's kind of fun. Is that not good enough? I think that is good enough and I think it also, right. it, it in some ways, this is another funny link, it highlights how, in some ways, how stupid we are as humans, where For sure. we do not give, and then, oh, it's Christmas, and you're supposed to give, and it kind of forces you to wrestle with like, with giving and with generosity and with, mm-hmm. well, why don't I do this, like, during the year? Like, it's funny. Like, I will think, I will feel like, I oh, I just, you know, I got my wife flowers, like, a little while ago, and then, in reality, it's been probably four months. And right. then I'm like, okay, so if I only get my wife flowers every four months, that's only three times a year. That doesn't sound like enough. I always think about that like after Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, that went over really well with the whole flowers thing. <laughs> I should do that more often. And then you just don't. So I right. think I think that's a good thing about, about Christmas where it kind of, whoa, shakes us awake. And it's like, oh, who are the people sure. I love all around me? And how do I show my love for them? And it doesn't always have to be in a gift, but I think it makes us more aware of, um, you know, the people that we love in our lives and the people that are, you know, our closest uh, adventure companions, the people adventuring closest to us. Well, you're right. And then, I mean, this this goes into a whole other thing for, I mean, there's not, there's, (laughs) it is quite an interesting adventure going into a mall. You know, you have to succeed, but it's a pretty desperate feeling. When you oh. know you have no idea what you need to get. <laughs> That's the worst. It is the worst. And then you're making bad decisions. You're buying stupid crap. I know, Jer. I know. That's why I feel like on some of those like higher-end malls, it would almost be worth it. You could like hire out like a a um, a mall um, liaison to kind of guide you through. <laughs> and, and like you give like the specs of like who you're buying for and what your budget is and, you know, what they already have. And then they would just go, Follow me. We're but, going here. But what you've done is you've actually just given uh, the practical tip of the episode. Because here's the thing, Calvin. That person exists for everybody. And it might be a friend that's like two or three people removed. But think about that person who either you know is great at giving gifts or who maybe you know, uh, you know, in, in your case, what Katie would like. And why don't you say, hey, are you going to the mall this Christmas season? And do you want to have an adventure? You want to come together? Let's get three people that are like not buying for each other and let's support each other and have a mall adventure. You know, Jer loves a mall adventure. I know. Did you <laughs> see my most recent mall adventure, Jer? That was a, is a tribute to you. I sure did. I love that. Yeah. Well, no, tell, tell our listeners cause they might've missed it. Okay. No, I went to, <laughs> if, if you've never listened to this podcast before, I go into a mall once every 12 months Jeremy was on a bit of a streak for his life <laughs> where he was frequenting the mall day in, day out. This is not true, but I let Calvin exaggerate the story he as much as he wants. took on the form of mall Jer. 
Maul Jarrett's a great guy, but he's very focused, and he does Maul things. Gets sucked in, goes to the Orange Julius, gets kernels, hits <laughs> up the massage chairs, lingers, <laughs> goes to the reflection pool. Tries on 18 um, different phone cases. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and in a tribute to you, Jeremy, I um, got a bag of kernels, which are delicious. And then we were driving home, and we cracked them open. Kate dumps the whole bag upside down in our car. Incredible. Incredible. With the babe. So good. <laughs> whole like giant bag of popcorn all over us. And Calvin uh Calvin uh, captured this in some Instagram stories and I loved it. I see the first one full bag of kernels in his hand like one of those <laughs> model mall. stupid mall in- model Instagram shots with your hand and like the bag in the middle. <laughs> and then the next picture like and he couldn't even have planned this in any way. The next picture is the thing dumped on the floor of his car. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. I loved that. That was awesome. Uh, uh, so anyways, the moral of the story here is if you have not yet completed your Christmas shopping, uh, you are screwed. <laughs> you are screwed. <laughs> you are resorting to go getting everyone LED bulbs. And if you are listening to this podcast for advice, you are also screwed. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, Kate and I were listening to one of her podcasts, and I forget who it was. Oh, I know. It was Jen Hatmaker. Yeah. And she had uh, like a legit hour long gift guide with like all kinds of links and like boom, boom, so structured. She must have poured a ton of time into it. No, she didn't. Uh, all those people just said, Get, I'll give you this much money if you feature my product. And so she had her whole episode built for her and just did a paid info up. Oh, that's entirely possible because everything, it was actually her and her husband on it. Everything they talked about, they owned or had given to them for free. And every link was guaranteed an affiliate link where they're going to pick up a kickback. But that's fine, and that's how you make money in this industry. It's you get people so to trust smart, you, yeah. and then you exploit them, exploit the relationship. I'm sure that did so well for them. Dang it. Uh, one thing you cannot get this Christmas season is Open Road Pod merch. Nuh-uh. Yeah, there will be no merch available. <laughs> Calvin's been but, on a huge so merch That is kick. a conversation we've been <laughs> having. So really stay tuned. We've had some actual requests for merch, uh, and Jeremy and I are thinking about doing something um actually in the future here and well uh, no let's we're say kind let's of on say two this different spectrums yeah okay what are the spectrums the spectrums are that i wanted to do t-shirts that i located for like nine cents a piece and <laughs> which we had the conversation uh, that we want to do something high quality and i said i will not buy gildens and like stuff that's going to be destroyed and never fit you properly anyway but right, the thing right. with merch is if we were to do it right now, the point would in no way, shape, or form to be make money. We would order a super small batch. There's no way that the math works out that, you know, it'd be anything worth making money on. But if you think, oh, I'd wear a t-shirt or, oh, I'd want a mug. You know, my wife made me some really cool mugs for Christmas last year. She made me six of them. I We've posted them on our social media. Some people have said, oh, that's cool. But there's only six of them, and I've already given a few of them away. So it's not like we have merch, but... If you yeah. actually would want something, if you would pay like twenty five bucks for a t shirt because it'd be regular high quality price for a open road pod t shirt, you know, we let us know. We would consider doing that. I think stuff like that's fun, but uh, it's definitely us pissing money out of our own pockets to do that and not to make money in any way, shape, or form. No, it would be uh, if it, if we balance out at zero, we would be like fist bumping hard on that. <laughs> yeah, and we just renewed our. SoundCloud and subscription and website. So, you know, this podcast does not ever make any money. It's it, it's only it's only costing. But we'd be happy to make some merch. That's kind of fun. Hey, speaking of, Jer, um, one last gift, great gift idea. Give some gift cards. Ooh, excellent. Very good. Give some gift right? cards. Get people hooked on that app. Best gift ever. 
Yep. Give the gift of giving, which goes back to our conversation about generosity in this episode and in the last one with Jay. So go listen to that if you haven't. Um, Kyle, this was fun. Great idea from your wife. Thank, please thank her. Please thank yeah, her for I that will. idea. Flowers, maybe? Get her some flowers. You know, get her some right. flowers. That and uh, there's a song called Flowers on Texas King's new album, Circles. I go love Bring It Full Circles. Go put that... <laughs> Go put this. You're so good, man. You are good. Put this album on your Spotify. Put this album on your Apple Music and listen to it. Texas King Circles. You heard some of it this episode. Have a Merry Christmas. That's I'm out of ideas here, Calvin. Yeah, no. Ho, ho. Get out of here. <laughs> Go find yourself a Christmas adventure.